Muslim Chat presents Heroes of Islam, a 30-part series on the lives of some of the greatest Muslims to walk this earth. In Alhamdulillah, in Ahmadahu, and Astainahu, and Astaghfiruhu, when Auzu Bidlahim and Shururi and Fusina and Fusina was a Yati Amalina, Mayahdilahu Fala Mudilahu, Mayatlil Hufala Hadiella, was Shadow Allah in the Hainallah, who was Dona Sharikala, was Shadow Namahamadan Abduhu Rasulu. So today's lecture will be on Abdullah ibn Zubair, Radiallahu An, and uh, Abdullah ibn Zubair radiallahu an was the son of Zubair ibn al-Awwam radiallahu an and Asma bin Abi Bakr radiallahu anha. Zubair ibn al-Awwam was the grandson of Awwam ibn Khuwaylid and Awwam ibn Khuwaylid was the brother of Khadija radiallahu anha, wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Asma bin Abi Bakr radiallahu anha was the daughter of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, who was the closest person to the Prophet and the first Khalifa of the Muslims. So from this itself, we can see that Abdullah ibn Zubair radiallahu an was from a very established and very prominent Muslim family. Okay. So Zubair an, his father, was one of the 10 who were promised paradise during his own life. That is when he was alive by the Prophet And Asma, his mother, was known as Zatun Naqat or Zatun Nitaqain because she tore up one of her, uh, she, tore, she, she cut up her waist belt into two pieces and tied up a leather bag with one of those pieces. This was when the Prophet was performing hijrah from Mecca to Medina. And at this time, the Prophet and Abu Bakr were camped at a place away from Mecca while the Meccans were looking for him. And Asma was the one who delivered food to them. So going to his birth, the birth of Abdullah ibn Zubair, when the Muslims arrived in Medina, the Jews of Medina claimed that they had performed sihr or a magic spell over the Muslims so that none of the Muslims would ever give birth to a, to a child or it was a male child. And it so happened like that for a while. Like the Muslims would not give birth to any male children until Asma bint Abi Bakr who was pregnant with Abdullah arrived in Medina and she gave birth to a healthy boy at Cuba and this boy survived. And this disproved the claims of the Jews. Then Asma had brought the baby to the Prophet and the Prophet called for some dates, choose one to soften it and put it in the baby's mouth. And the Prophet was the one who named this boy as Abdullah. Abdullah bin Zubair was, was 10 years old when the Battle of Badr took place. So he didn't take part in this battle. But uh, Urwa, his younger brother, narrates in, in Sahih al-Bukhari that <clears throat> on the day of the Battle of Yarmouk, which is the battle that happens between the, Byzant the Byzantines and uh, the Muslims, the companions of the Prophet said to Azubair, which is uh, 
Abdullah bin Zubayr's father, will you attack the enemy vigorously so that we may attack them along with you? Sa'ad Zubair attacked them and they inflicted two wounds over his shoulder. And between these two wounds, there was an old scar he had received on the day of the Battle of Badr. When I was a child, I used to insert my fingers into those scars and play. That is, Zubair had received a wound that was so deep on the Battle of Badr that his young child would play with that wound by inserting his fingers into them. And then Abdullah, Abdullah bin Zubair reports that on the Battle of the Trench, on, on the day of the Battle of the Trench, I and Omar bin As-Salama were with Omar bin Abu Salama were with women's folk in the fort of Hassan bin Thabit. He at one time, he meaning Omar bin Abu Salama, one time leaned for me and I cast a glance. And another time I leaned for him and he would see and I recognized my father as he rode on his horse with his arms towards the tribe of Khurayza. So from this, I can say that Abdullah bin Zubair was responsible for something on the day of the Battle of the Trench. And that was for defending a fort where the women were kept. And then later on, during the time of the Khalifas, uh, Abdullah bin Zubair was wounded def uh, while defending Uthman. <clears throat> and this was when Uthman was later martyred. So then uh, we move on to the time of Fitna. And uh, this is during the time when Ali an was uh, martyred. And Muawiyah was Muawiyah was the Khalifa, and uh, the Prophet had said about Hassan ibn Ali, Hassan the son of Ali, an, that uh, this son of mine is a Sayyid, and I hope that Allah will help him bring about reconciliation between two Muslim groups. And this is from Sahih al Bukhari. So. Fulfilling this prophecy, Hassan an gave up the caliphate to Muawiyah an, and uh, one of the conditions of giving up this caliphate, or rather the conditions of the peace treaty that Hassan an had with Muawiyah an, was that the next caliph would be selected by Ashura or a council. It wouldn't be um, a position that would go from father to son. However, Hassan an was martyred. Uh, he was poisoned to it. He was poisoned. And Muawiyah an decided to appoint his own son Yazid as the successor. And this is not because Muawiyah wanted to, this is very likely not because Muawiyah wanted to keep the caliphate within his own family. This is more likely because at the time there was so much division and dissent between the Muslims and there were factions being formed that if he had decided to, if Muawiyah had decided to have Ashura to elect the next uh, Khalifa, it would have been very likely that a lot of people would have died in the, in the, in the wars that would take place for succession. So Muawiyah decided to just select uh, Yazid as a successor. And then Yazid, when he came to power, he sent people to prominent Sahaba like Abdullah ibn Umar an, uh, Hussein ibn Ali an, and Abdullah ibn Zubair an. 
Ibn Umar radiallahu an accepted Yazid as a caliph and he pledged his allegiance to him. However, Hussein and Ibn Zubair radiallahu anhum dissented. They did not agree with Yazid being the caliph and they did not pledge their allegiance to him. And they left Medina under the cover of night and they went, went to Mecca. And like I must mention that Hussein ibn Ali radiallahu an and ibn Zubair uh, ibn Umar radiallahu an had a lot of rights to being the caliph as well. This is because Hussein was the descendant of the the Prophet وسلم, through his daughter Fatima, and ibn Umar radiallahu an was the son of the second caliph Umar radiallahu an. However. It is it is true that Ibn Omar gave up the gave up his right to the caliphate. <clears throat> so Yazid then ordered that an army be sent against Abdullah ibn Zubair and Amr bin Az Zubair, that is um, Abdullah ibn Zubair's brother, gathered an army to fight Abdullah. But Amr was defeated, his army was defeated, and Amr himself was flogged to death, according to Tabari. Then Hussein an left for Kufa and he was prevented from meeting Yazid. He was martyred. And the scholars say that this was not something that Yazid wanted. When, Uber, when Ibn Zubair an heard of Hussein's martyrdom, he made his claim to the caliphate public and he started gaining a lot of support against the people of Mecca and against, oh wait, I'm sorry, this is wrong. When Ibn Zubair al-Zilawan heard of Hussein's martyrdom, he made his claim to the caliphate public and he started gaining a lot of support with the people of Medina and Makkah, support against the Umayyads. Then after that, under Yazid, Hussein bin Numair marched on Makkah and the Syrians under Hussein besieged Makkah and fought the Meccans bitterly, going as far as setting the Kaaba on fire. Yazid died while Makkah was under siege and this Umayyad army left. They basically gave up on capturing Mecca and 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 forcing Ibn <clears throat> Ibn Zubair to accept uh, Yazid as a as his caliph. So they left, and Yazid was succeeded by Muawiyah Ibn Yazid, who ruled for a short time, and then by Marwan Ibn Al Hakim, who also ruled for a short time. And uh, during the reign of Muawiyah ibn Yazid, the Umayyad Empire began to weaken. Since the Kaaba was damaged in this siege by Hussein bin Numair, Ibn Zubair took the opportunity to rebuild it. From a Sahih Hadith, Ibn Zubair felt it. Oh, I'm sorry. Ibn Zubair um, So during Hajj, Ibn Zubair asked the people about what he should be doing uh, about the Kaaba. And from the Sahih Hadith, it goes, should I demolish it and then build it from its very foundation? Or should I repair whatever has been damaged of it? Ibn Abbas said, an idea has occurred to me according to which I think you should only repair the portion which has been damaged and leave the house in that very state in which people embrace Islam and leave those very stones in the same state when people embrace Islam and over which Allah's Apostle Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had raised it. Thereupon Ibn Zubair said, it is the house 
if if the house of any one of you is burnt, he would not be contented until he had reconstructed it. Then what about the house of your Lord? That is, if if our houses get damaged, we would not be content with just patching up a wall or just painting over it. We would want to rebuild the entire section that is damaged. So what about the house of Allah? <clears throat> and Ibn Zubair also made some modifications to the shape of the Kaaba. Based on what he had heard Aisha عنها, narrate about the Prophet, about narrate, uh, narrate from, from narrate, I'm sorry, let me go. <laughs> Ibn Zubair also made some modifications to the shape of the Kaaba. Based on what he had heard narration narrate from, um, about what the Prophet had said. The Kaaba with these modifications was more rectangular or cuboidal than square or cubical. These modifications were later reversed by Al-Hajjaj when he captured Mecca. And at this point, the, dif the differences, the divisions between the Muslims were extended to such an extent that when they went for Hajj at this time, the Muslims was the Muslims were separated between four different banners, and then after Marwan, Ab Abdul Malik ibn Marwan became the uh, the the Khalifa of the Umayyad Empire, and during his time, the Umayyads had started to regain some control over their territories, and then once they had some control, they started to focus against Ibn Zubair radiallahu so Abdul Malik marched against Musaib ibn Zubair radiallahu uh, and he was a brother of Abdullah uh, ibn Zubair. And Abdul Malik won over Musaib's own officials. Some of them were uh, had begun had either straight away deflected or they were unwilling to find Abdul Malik. And then Musaib was killed on the battlefield. Inshallah, he's a martyr. <clears throat> and then Abdul Malik sent Al-Hajjaj bin Yusuf against Abdullah ibn Zubair in Mecca. And Hajjaj besieged them for either six months and 17 nights or eight months and 17 nights. And eight months and 17 nights is according to Al-Waqidi. Hajjaj was very harsh in Mecca. He damaged the Kaaba with his siege implements. And, and after that, Hajjaj guaranteed safety to the Meccans and people started leaving Ibn Zubair, including his own two sons. So distressed Ibn Zubair went to his mother, Asma bin Tabi Bakr and asked her for her advice. She reminded him of his religion and reassured him of the choices he had made. And so Abdullah ibn Zubair went out to fight Hajjaj and was martyred. Hajjaj cut off his uh, Abdullah's head and presented it to Abdul Malik. And the body of Ibn Zubair was displayed on a gibbet. And from Sahih Hadith, Abu Naufal reported, I saw the dead body of Abdullah bin Zubair hanging on the road of Medina leading to Makkah. The Quraysh passed by it and other people too. Then Abdullah bin Umar happened to pass by it. He stood up there and said, May there be peace upon you, Abu Khabib, which is the kunya of Hadrat Abu Abdullah bin Zubair. May there be peace upon you, Abu Khubeb. May there be peace upon you, Abu Khubeb. By Allah, I used to forbid you from this. By Allah, I used to forbid you from this. By Allah, I used to forbid you from this. By Allah, so far as I know, you had been 
very much devoted to fasting and prayer, and he had been paying very much care to cementing the ties of blood. By Allah, the group to which he belonged, which is labeled as wicked, is indeed a fine group. Then Abdullah bin Omar went away. The stand Abdullah bin Omar took in regard to that inhuman treatment that, uh, that was meted out to Abdullah bin Zubair, and his words were conveyed to Hajjaj bin Yusuf. And because of this, the body of Abdullah bin Zubair was brought down from the stump by which it was hanging and thrown into the graves of the Jews. Then Hajjaj sent his messenger to Asma bin Abi Bakr, but she refused to come. He again sent the messenger to her with the message that she must come, otherwise he would fo- bring her forcibly catching hold of her hair. But she again refused and said, by Allah, I will not come to you until you send me, until you send one to me who would drag me by pulling my hair. Thereupon he said, bring me my shoes. He put, on, he put on his shoes and walked on quickly swollen with vanity and pride until he came to her and said, how do you find what I have done with the enemy of Allah? She said, I find that you wronged him in this world, whereas he has spoiled your next life. It has been conveyed to me that you used to call him as the son of one having two belts. By Allah, I am indeed of two belts. One is that with the help of which I used to suspend high the food of Allah's messenger and that of Abu Bakr of, uh, out of the reach of animals. And so far as the second belt is concerned, that is the belt which no woman can dispense with. Verily, Allah's messengers told us that in Thaqif, there would be born a great liar and a great murderer. The liar we have seen, and as far as the murderer is concerned, I do not find anyone else besides you. Thereupon, Hajjad stood up, and he did not give any reply to her. Asma bin Abi Bakr died 10 days after Abdullah ibn Zubair was killed. Now, concerning the rightness, the righteousness of Ibn Zubair Radlawan in rising up against the Umayyads. Some people say that Ibn Zubair Radlawan wanted the caliphate for the sake of gaining in this world, but that is a Shia belief, and it is an allegation. Ibn Zubair Radlawan did not stand against the Umayyads, except that from his perspective, he may have seen certain unjust things such as when Muawiyah appointed his son as caliph, even though the agreement with Hassan Radilawan was to have a shura. And Hussein Radilawan was indeed martyred by Umayyad men, certain, certain, certain Umayyad men. <clears throat> and there may have been other things. And it is also true that there was disagreement between Ibn Umar Radilawan and Ibn Zubair Radilawan. Ibn Umar had seen too much bloodshed between the Muslims and uh, he became distant from any and all politics. Ibn Zubair, on the other hand, decided to get into politics. I personally cannot help but compare this to what happened between Muawiyah and Ali who are both correct in their own ways and seeing how bad the situation was, it it is very hard to truly have an objective neutral standpoint on things. This is something that you can do many years after the dust has settled down. But when, but when there are evil people and they're raising the dust up and they're preventing you from talking to your brother, you do things that you might see as correct. And so I think that Ibn Omar and Ibn, Uber, Ibn Zubair were both correct in what they did. And the more important thing is that Ibn Zubair was not a coward. If he wanted, he could have surrendered to Al-Hajjaj 
and he could have ceded the rule to Abdul Malik. And this, he wouldn't be killed for it because he was a great Sahabi. People wouldn't keep quiet for that. But uh, Abdullah bin Zubair fought for what he saw as the truth and was killed for it. And he's a martyr for it. Okay, then that is what I could find about Abdullah bin Zubair al-Lawan. Whatever I said is, uh, whatever I said right is from Allah and whatever I made a mistake in is from me and me alone. This was produced by the Muslim Chat Discord server, the best online forum run on the principles of the Quran and Sunnah. Find out more and join now at www.muslim.chat.